Friends, folks of all kinds and creeds, welcome <laughs> to Cerulea After Dark. After Dark. <laughs> I didn't know where you wanted me to go in. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I kind of like it there. Um, we need like a cue card that you can like flip up and be like, Ashley, say your thing. Uh, yeah, this is the session zero for season three. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I was actually looking forward to this like all day. So like It's business as usual. I'm your dungeon master Damien Ashcroft. Ladies, please introduce yourselves. Yo yo, Elizabeth Savage here. How you doing? What's up? Uh Carolina (laughs) Furman. I can't really follow that. (laughs) Powerhouse. And Ashley Bullitchendon. We are continuing to play the characters you know and love from seasons one and two. I guess we should just jump right in and start with talking about the state of events as of the end of season two. Because mm. it's been a sec it's been quite a bit since we actually recorded those episodes. Many many seconds. Real talk I remember very little. <laughs> I remember I had a grudge against a griffin. I remember <laughs> that uh the elf was constantly oiled. Yes. And I remember the oiled elf. <laughs> the oiled elf. Dude. And I remember um, Timothy's coded teenage emo poetry. Yes. <laughs> the journal of Timothy is still in play. So where we left off was the crew has won the heroic scavenger hunt. I think I was driving and I had a name for it that wasn't just the great race, which is kind of now that we've recorded the whole season, calling it the great race the whole time. I'm like, that's a kind of a shitty name, Damien. Come on. Dude, many um, movies have been called the great race <laughs> yeah. and done very well. Um, it's yeah, simple and effective. The right? okay-ish race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay-ish race. Um, yeah. The hero's hunt. I was thinking, you know, get a bit of alliteration oh. still because it's for the heroes of the city sort of thing. So you've won this, the hero's hunt, as we'll call it retrospectively. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be confusing <laughs> at all. <laughs> the great race. Um, and the great race parentheses and like little so y'all are now sort of all of you quite renowned within the city we'll be popular we're famous now and i'm no longer a rat person so i have some goddamn respect mugwort's back to being a dwarf mitochondria has returned a from the dead as an elephant initially or as a loxodon to be using the official uh race name in DD, but has been now transformed back into her draconic form Mother is very happy. Uh, mother's happy to have you. So you're you're back at home, and uh, Elsie, champion of the city, is now running for city council in mm. order to uh, try to stop Thick Boy fucking shit up so hard. I think. And or there's nothing wrong with child labor in this. Well, we, we haven't <laughs> actually confirmed how old Elsie is. I think I say different things in it's different episodes. So. We haven't actually nailed down Elsie's age. I picture her as like a yeah. very elfin wayfish. It, it could child. be an orphan situation, yeah. you know? Like she looks 14, but she's actually 35. Yeah, but I'd vote for neither. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Vote for a 14. Do I have your support or not? (laughs) (laughs) Do we have to? Do you have to fill out paperwork? Do we have to have a whole session of us going down to city hall and filling out application paperwork to be a council member? That's the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Something that happens in our downtime. Nah, I think we should make a whole episode about paperwork. <laughs> we should just make a whole bit. We got a couple to fill before they things get really rolling. They did that really in that terrible movie with Mila Kunis, and like, where she became—I mm-hmm. can't remember what it's called—but she became the queen because she was the genetic. Oh. 
Right on. Uh, is this this Christmas movie? No, no, it's a sci-fi movie. It's not good. Uh, but how is there a sci-fi movie I have not heard of? There's about paperwork. <laughs> yeah, but like she has, to become, qu- she has to become queen, and she spends like uh, like a quarter of the movie filling out paperwork, and I'm like, hmm, this is scintillating. Right, a good time. <laughs> Maybe that would be like a thing. You know, people like to like watch people stream stuff on YouTube, like watch people eating or whatever. You could just be like just watching people like, filling taxes. out forms. No zombie apocalypse sure movie I've ever seen ever oh covers a toilet God. paper shortage. Yeah. God, B days. B B days. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Bidet. 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 Oh, I wasn't sure that that's what you were referring to. Well, you were referencing Bidet? an actual movie there as yeah. opposed to the movies. Like, what does toilet have to do with B? I'm trying to figure out how B, the letter B, and then days. Okay, like, anyway. I didn't pronounce it. <laughs> I'm a, um, fuck are we? So We're talking about bidets. Talking about bidets. Um, Good character name. Whether or not um, <laughs> bidets are being invented in Duopolis is kind of a question that we can ask, but nobody's a uh, no I want to play a character called Bidet Benight. <laughs> <laughs> you say bidet. I, I say, say bidet. Bidet Benight. Oh, man. Uh, oh. I'll give you a creating. spray up there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, quality. Beautiful. beautiful. And we're done. Okay, yeah. that's enough. So we're just, we're just launched straight in next week we'll be fine <laughs> um so politics season upcoming you guys have about three to four weeks in between kind of of downtime uh before things get rolling kind of on the eve of the final debate that's kind of what i'm setting up for the very beginning of the oh season to be kind of the first major encounter so there's one thing that i want to throw in there right off the bat because uh, and understand that I am 100% angling for inter-party tension when I say this, but you are all technically joint owners of House Heartfire. Like, mitochondria, <laughs> like, he's back home with mum. However, Elsie and Mugwort are both equal partners. Technically, Gub has a share as well, <laughs> uh, although he, of course, has instantly left town, and there was that plan to turn it into like an orphanage. Us fighting. Um, it's just, if this is going to be the, uh, the the politics season, like... <laughs> I, uh, the, I the, have the party, a house. The party I'm fighting good. itself <laughs> is. Um, yeah, the house is hell fancy. Yeah, but my house is exactly where they, the way um, I want it. I'm just saying, if you wanted to start shit and demand that it be turned into an orphanage, um, we, we could have a whole well, part. Maybe we could have a whole her, PvP out of the gate. But um, it's part of a platform. Yeah, I also start because it's the easiest thing to get over by the other people just saying, "No, we're not going to fuck our friend up by doing that." We have gone through some shit together. Yeah, that's uh, and that's an angle that again, it's just that's just true now. Um, I I think Mugwort in the interim um, would be helping to campaign for Elsie's yeah. council seat. Got one on my side, bam, bam, oh, absolutely, because she's got like forty kids as well, all throughout the city. So she'd be getting all of them to like help with the campaign mm. as well. Oh, man, can you make like themed pies? Oh, like, absolutely like you like bite into it and it's like it's my paperwork that's saying my platform maybe we should just print it on the pastry then maybe that works oh yeah because you can get that like sugar um paper stuff that you can just put on top of cakes oh, and pies amazing. and things mm-hmm. just gotta figure Make out my peaches. platform you know figure um, out what I'm there was def- there was a free chocolate milkshake that was your first electoral promise for everybody oh yep did you follow through? So you're going to have to, like, yeah, source, obviously, like, the milk union milk. is going to have a really big kind of sort of stake in that. Maybe that's your first high-stakes meeting. Yeah, the no, 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 they, don't, they don't make steaks because they need the cow. Ah. Uh, no. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> high lamb chop. Would it be a, no, so we have would it be a milk union or a milk council? 
Who knows? Because oh, I know in Australia it's an egg council. Whoa. I don't know why. We don't have I a union that. for eggs. We need a council for <laughs> we eggs. We have a council for eggs. <laughs> I got real born in a 20 minute survey on eggs once. Okay. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting afternoon. This is amazing. <laughs> I was extremely bored. <laughs> I like um, it. So, well, one thing I can throw down is that while you aren't leveling up in this session, you have a little bit of cash. <gasps> on hand because of course the big chest of a thousand gold pieces was also part of your prize we got money uh you got a big, nice. big old lump of cash which means that things like equipment upgrades is probably a pretty easy way for just about everyone to get like an extra point of armor class or something like that and New fry pan time get the, oh, gotta hit those sales get <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would not go against your character in a freaking Boxing Day sale. Man, there is no way oh I would fight I that. I'll just, just, on sale day. I'll just make a, a wall of my children. <laughs> huge flying V of mugwots. Like the Spartans. <laughs> this yeah. is shopping! <laughs> uh, Ashley, I actually mm. have an idea for your character, Ooh. what you should do in the interim. Yeah. I reckon you should take, do like... Because you've never been in a governmental position before. I reckon well, you should do like a short course. A 101. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Like a, like a CIT dealio. Oh, dude, all <laughs> mandatory learning. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to... I think I'm going to get some like stickers or like some Brandon like on everything like my, my little slingshot thing whatever the rock or whatever you s- is gonna like I'll like sling it and then someone will read it and be like vote Elsie <laughs> little yeah. slingshots just yeah, yeah. sitting on a tower pinging <laughs> <laughs> golf balls across the city <laughs> accidentally like people are like dunk <laughs> what's Duopolis's rules on billboard advertising <laughs> that's a great question uh, uh, is um, it, are there like hillside the core flutes there's definitely some like flying airships around yeah and, like, airships with all your advertising over the top yes um Little fairies that like carry. <laughs> oh my god! All of the f- we, we can smiles. carry the fairies in the jars in the shape of your name. Yeah. Well, you, you train them to fly in like my side again. Yeah. And like like colored signs, like oh. LED signs. Wow. People are like she's spending too long on marketing and not enough on the <laughs> getting too on caught up in the, yeah. How does um, democracy council. work yeah, yeah. in Duopolis? Like, does it's everyone a get a question. vote, or is it like dudes of the age of thirty-five, like Athens style? And what's the powers of the council? Like, how does that work? Um, those are all great questions, and I have definitely thought deeply about them. <laughs> um, I have enough. To think that the city is like divisible into several districts. And I'm thinking like the council before, so we know what has been established is that we had the nine great households. So they were like, you know, lords of the city, landed nobles, of which mitochondria's family were one. Um, of the six like major races represented in the city, like the dragonborn were already three of those nine. So there's kind of a bit of a skew that would have happened there already. Thick boy was one. Um, but those are the only ones that actually got named or interacted with in what, any kind of major capacity. Peter Piper, one of the ruling families? I or don't, nah? Peter Piper wasn't a lord of the city. He was just a rich guy. He was just a dude. Yeah. Dude but are there areas for which like a councillor, like do, uh, do councillors to, are they yeah. just certain areas or is um, it just like an overall number? Well, what do you reckon? That's, I was like, do I set up like what would be the ideal situation or do I say that it wasn't that so that we can try to make it that throughout your own adventure? But um, if we wanted like a representative government for districts of the city, might have to whip the map out. You'd have like um, two lower cities for east and west bank. So you'd have like a lower west and a lower east side district for the dock sides and Mm -hmm. the outside the walls in populace. Um, Then you'd have probably like a north and a south lower city 
district, although because those are kind of like quite right around and they're very densely populated, you know, you can split those up even further. Mm. Um, Then, of course, the middle city, easier to split into three places because you've got the north and the south side and the centre, like the saddle itself, because it's such a huge kind of commercial district, would almost kind of demand its own seat. I was thinking, like, do they have, like, economic unions of some kind? Um, And... Uh, then, of course, you've got your upper north and your upper south, which would be their own kind of environment. And the the very peaks, the paramount districts, as we call them, aren't actually residential areas, so they wouldn't be represented. They're actually just like administrative buildings, essentially. Mm. They mostly deal in cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so like, uh, I'm extremely witty. <laughs> uh, Drake Hold at the top of the North Peak was like where the, the guards were being kind of organised, where Reginald's office was, where the, the tax office is and the archives and the gnome house at the top of the South Hill is like the wizard school and the engineer's academy and like the city planning district and like where all the um, mechanical stuff of the city is being done. How much more city is there to plan outward? Like are we still expanding... Well, because you guys are stuck like within the borders of the lakes, there's kind of, and and Mm. there's definitely underground stuff and there's a lot of like sewer stuff. So it was one of those cities that's kind of hit its Mm. boundaries. Mm, We need Um, to get more high density housing in there. And it can. (laughs) Split up partition those big Mm -hmm. royal houses. Mm, Um, Think of all the people you could house in those big royal houses. (laughs) And all those people stopped breeding so much, there'd be plenty of space. Um, and of course, all of the people that used to live in those houses are still mysteriously missing inside of an orb. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Conveniently housed. Thank yeah. you. Who um, is Elsie running against? That's Ooh. that's an awesome question. Like, how do you guys want to? Oh, should we just roll on the day? This? Just like um, we got to figure out. So, Thick Boy is definitely in the running. Thick Boy how many currently are there, sits at the. So, let's assume there would have been nine seats. So mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, let's let's go the regressive to progressive. Previously, before the orb. To make the fact that the revolution needed to happen a little more justifiable, pre-orb, I was the nine great households of the city. So it was like everything was run by nobles. So everybody who represented, and these districts may have been controlled by those people, but they all lived kind of in those upper city areas. Um, Not even living in the area you're representing. That's it. (laughs) Um, Just a token house. That's not representative (laughs) government. So that's kind of like where it was. So we assume that there are still nine seats on the council uh, and nine is kind of a good number of kind of people to have Mm -hmm. discussing things and controlling uh, interests. And the position of Lord Mayor is kind of like it's one of those emergency powers kind of situations where like it's not normal to have one person who's really in charge of things, but because post-orb, um, <laughs> things were so fucking dicey because Thick Boy was the only one of the nine left mm. um, and needed to kind of get control of the situation in a hurry. He sort of enacted those bylaws and therefore this election is kind of standing to return things to normal. Normal, inverted commas. Inverted commas. Else he's going to change the system. <laughs> <laughs> and like if your character is very interested in changing the way it works, then it kind of becomes part of your platform. Like what you're running for. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, everybody else is kind of running for different seats. So you're going to have other people who you, you're running, specifically running against, who may be competing for your seat. But then, of course, you may be trying to convince other people who you know are going to also get elected beside you to get your plan in motion. I reckon one of the, the, the other candidates running should be a kobold. Yeah, kobolds are definitely going to be making a grab. Yeah, because how in the past has representation been mostly like dragonborns uh, and yeah. like so of rich the, folks? Rich of, folks. Of the nine, has I was there been a say, halfling? 
there, there has been a halfling because Thick Boy is a halfling. We, f- we forget about thick that. Thick Boy is just Thick Boy. Oh, but um, he was I have this really particular image of him in his head, which is probably not anything like he's supposed to look like. Yeah, the image I have in my head is the that robot. The robot in, from in Futurama. That's Futurama, what I imagine. That's exactly that's what I'm picturing. specific cue that I gave when I brought yeah. it in, and I'm very happy with and it. And I cannot get it out of my head yeah. now. Um, but he's just, you know, Smaller. not a robot and wears red cloak. Done. <laughs> um, and he's halfling? And he's halfling. Right. Yeah. I halfling. reckon Alara Sungfan would be running. Alara Sungfang is definitely up in the mix. The evil blender is running. Of the nine, <laughs> yeah, we had three dragonborn, no orcs, and then some balance of the others. Um... You know Wendell? Yeah. I reckon he should have a brother and he should be running. Schmendel. Schmendel. <laughs> Lol. He's like, I will avenge the death of my brother. Elsie's like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> we how we died in the sewers. I don't know. Um, I was not there. Okay. I've just written some numbers down because they made sense in my brain. So of the nine lords of the city that there were previously, we had three dragonborn, of course, the, the Sunfang, the Azua, and the Heartfire. Two gnomes which kind of makes, again, being dragonborn against Gnome as a sort of default conservative liberal line gives the dragonborn a little more weight. Uh, But underneath that, of course, uh, dwarves who are sort of more generally aligned with the dragonborn, only one, but two for the elves. So that kind of like balances it out. And then the one halfling in Lord Thickboy and no orcs. So that was pre-orb situation. Now, post-orb situation, of course, the kobolds are kind of trying to establish themselves. Um, we've already met at least one kobold business owner in the uh, haberdashery montage from episode oh, four. Yeah. You've got your new clothes. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> clothes. So that's I happening. I think we need some new art with the um, clothes. So, yeah, like which district Elsie is planning to represent is mm. a whole thing. Because you're allied, of course, with the currently East Bank warlocks, um, then the East Bank district becomes kind of a, a very easy point of access for you. Mugwort's Pies is in the lower South City, so it's the second district up. Um, mm, let's just roll it on the night. <laughs> yeah, we'll sort of see on the night. And it's because like, I'm not going to necessarily want to make up that many NPCs at the end of the day. It's mm. just like the few that we actually want to deal with. Uh, speaking of Allura, and this is kind of also, a fun like, this thing. This is a D&D podcast, not a political podcast. Yeah. I don't um, want to spend um, like... A chat. Waiting for it. It's like, um, spend three hours talking about the, the inter- intricate electoral details of this city maybe yeah. that can be an ex some people would love that like me well that the yeah. household <laughs> tension for mitochondria specifically of course you've become the chief of the red guard in that time which is completely a tilt that nobody else in the status quo is kind of like ready to deal with and that's fun because a thicker boy is funding the red guard they are in his pocket. Ooh, s- how are they not rift. aligned with him then they are aligned with like he's just he's they- not their commander he is their oh, check sign, okay. right. right? He's the mayor. Yeah. The mayor doesn't like run the police. The mayor just pay, <laughs> helps yeah, make sure the police get paid. <laughs> if if he pays points. the police, then he gets pretty yeah. much the same. Um, but they've sort of signed you on as their uh, yeah. like chief commander. Um, so that's, that's kind of a thing. That puts you in an interesting position with Allura Sunfang and your mother, because Allura is 100% going to be putting the screws to you to disband the Red Guard immediately and put that chutzpah back in the old guard pocket which she has stepped into running in your the father's absence has, yeah. um and of course your mother having been housed by the sun fangs that that whole month uh and kind of helped survive by their good graces is going to be in a kind of difficult position there as well family political drama, family drama. Oh. in a grade being rich um yeah, yeah. it's objectively so better than being poor <laughs> <laughs> if i had a choice between the so. two yeah 
I'd, I'd, I'd be rich. Yes. So that's something that mitochondria gets to deal with. Because, um, of course, Thick Boy is going to be kind of doing the same thing on the other side. You know, it's um, and the Red Guard themselves, of course, are going to be experiencing a little bit of a potentially a bit of a personality clash in that. A lot of them, because, of course, they were in the chamber when you sort of unified them with the kobolds against Gwyneth and kind of witnessed your heroic transformation back into mitochondria. Um, they're not going to immediately kind of abandon you, but how you choose to lead them is going to very much determine how cohesive they are as an organization underneath mitochondria. My only cue is that the Red Guard have to be rowdy, <laughs> right? Like no matter how you try to lead them, they have to be rowdy. It's like their base personality trait as okay. a culture, as an organization. <laughs> so if you try to make them unrowdy, then of course you've got a problem. But if you try to lean into it, um, that's going to make the other Dragonborn even angrier. <laughs> uh -huh. Tensions. So how do you want to play with that? As I play with life day by day. First question, does mitochondria lean into the rowdiness of the Red Guard or does she try to impose what her father's teachings would have been in that sort of more disciplined... No and stringent kind of thing. No, no. Red Guard is its own device now. It's not. It's If anything of the last two seasons have taught me is that yeah. I've got a lot to learn about how things should be run. Right and on. my family were incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> right on. My loyalty and the path that I have sh mm. been shown is follow the heart and yeah. family is not necessarily the one you were born to. Ooh. Follow the heart, mm. not the heart not fire. Not the heart fire. Exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, I'm writing that, that down. That's good. Because <laughs> oh, I desperately wanted to say, follow the heart of the cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always at least nice. 30 so seconds away from So I'm in the red garden and I first go out for avocado on toast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> def okay. So many points. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So many points. Wow. <laughs> you know how they love their smashed avo. Absolutely. Yeah, the Red Garden. We just we just go out for some, some I smashed really avo. I feel like that. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and all, fi all 500 of them. Yeah. Smashed avo on me, mate. Let's Fuck uh, <laughs> nice. I've gotten very Aussie. I've got to get back into the mitochondria. <laughs> well, I've again, like the, the Red Guard, I've always, play, I've always played the elves as more, as like my most the ochre self. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to give them that. <laughs> edge that you don't normally get from elves when you want to be doing the uh, kind of uh, I am an elf. Blah, the creative you, artistic ones. Yeah. No high elves here, baby. Mm -hmm. uh, fuck yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> um, yes. So, Heartfire's beautiful. Inter-household tension there. Offer that you can choose for as well. And this is going back to basically character advancement in terms of the numbers you get to play with. The Heartfire treasury is substantially Diminished. smaller than yeah. what it was. Timothy already spent a decent chunk of that on his revolution. God damn it, Timothy. That orb he was just not like cheap. Went in and took it? Uh, yeah, yeah. You just sort of siphoned off the liquid assets sort of slowly and uh, out, outside of anybody noticing. the, Of course, the funeral for Mitochondria and Reginald was also not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lucretia spared no expense. Uh, and then, of course, reparations for... Timothy's damages oh, would man. also kind of have been like lent on for the Heartfire thing. So like you would have enough Are money. Are you sure Timothy's dead? Because I could resurrect yeah. him to kick his Oh ass. no, no, he's he's, he's in a he's dead. in a basement somewhere. Oh, okay. excellent. Yeah, um, else he didn't kill him. You guys, yeah. you guys were at the door of his jail mm. when Gwyneth took you prisoner. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, so I want right. to. Timothy is somebody you can have had some interaction with. Of course, we're not going to resolve anything there off mic because. No satisfaction. Mm. Um, Can't get no. But yeah, you have access to him. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, I think that's going to be a huge, Timothy in the Orb is going to be a huge campaign point in this election, right? What do we do with him? A lot of people are going to be calling for his execution. Kobolds are going to be calling for his release because he saved them from slavery, kind of. Can't we just put um, him in the Orb? Can't we just put him in the Orb? What do we do with the Orb? <laughs> Thick Boy is adamantly not letting anybody near the Orb under any circumstances as long as he's Lord Mayor. 
on the proviso that it's far too dangerous to be messed with in any way, shape or form. Like he's too scared to kind of let anybody do anything with it. Um, so whether on, and of course, um, so naturally everybody knows mm-hmm. <laughs> that potentially those people are still in the orb. Some folks like the kobolds who are now free don't want the rich people coming back out of the orb and potentially trying to put things back the way they were. Some people very much want that. Um, so that's a point of tension in the city as well. I feel like it's broadly reasonable for you, for people not to want their loved ones to be trapped inside an orb. Hmm. The question it, of the nature of like, how they come yeah. out. <gasps> yeah, but if they come out ratified, we can fix them now. Now, giving you a campaign-ending MacGuffin for the end of a, an adventure, great. Letting you keep a laser beam that lets you turn whatever the fuck you want into whatever else the fuck you want for the next adventure... Not so great. I want yeah, to say... No, 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 takes his batteries. Did we accidentally drop it into the blender? Artificer <laughs> technology, batteries run out. Pfft. So here's the deal. <laughs> the individual pieces you still have. The lens still works to show you stuff. The magic crank, which you never actually used for anything on its own, could still, like, be put to some use. But the heart that gave you that big juice at the end, kind of eventually after you use it on a couple of hundred people, runs out of juice. Damn it, our Make-A-Wish machine um, went yeah. away. <laughs> Artificer magic is kind of like if you engineer it quick and fast and it doesn't last. Hey. Nice. <laughs> Pretty happy with myself, not going to lie. Did you just make that up just I just then? made that up just then. Such a poet. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it. Um, so <laughs> um, that's, that's what's going on. Equipment stuff. So, selfishly, mitochondria could spend the last of the family's money to give herself, like, a suit of full-plate armour and get an 18 armour <laughs> class, which could be great, but might cost you some capital in the long run. Uh, or Jesus, could, how much is this an expensive... 1,500 gold Bloody in the, in the player's handbook for full-plate. It's a big deal. Like, it in is. D&D, those numbers going up is actually a very big deal. No it's not shit. like the old editions where you're expected to gain a point or two, like, almost every level. I probably have a child who works as an investment mm. banker if you wanted to. That's <laughs> yeah, a good idea to invest. It's a long-term investment. Absolutely. Um, it's a problem with these old-school money people. They don't know how to invest real it. time. There's also the Best case into politics. Of, yeah. My hang and bang. Like, individual <laughs> character power scales. Because we rolled for stats, there is some very drastic differences between you all as characters. Remember, recently I've suggested that if you, like, add up all of your ability modifiers together to get a single number, it gives you an idea about just how good your stat line is. So your ability modifiers, the numbers you add to your d20s, you add all those six together to give you a single sum, and that can kind of, like basically rank you against each other in terms of how nice were the dice to me that day. Cute. And between the party, there's a very, very high disparity. So mitochondria, what, you got plus five strength, mm-hmm. one dex, four con, so that's ten already. One intel, one wisdom, one charisma. Cool. Uh, so you're two running, charisma. Yes, yeah, so you're running, what? Fourteen. Fourteen after some some modifiers and boosts. Uh, mugwort. I'm an eleven. Eleven. And Elsie's got... I think it's a five. Five. Wow. So it's like that's crazy, huge crazy tra- difference. Yeah. Um... But I'm really charismatic. <laughs> yeah, you pretty, are. Oh, the thing is, like, uh, yeah, you are, actually plays Elsie very charismatic, but only having a plus two in charisma means that when you actually start rolling those dice, they don't quite come up in yeah. your favour nearly as often. So what I wanted to do in terms of mechanically is at least give Elsie and Mugwort like an extra point of armour class because you'd have the cash to upgrade your armour, although we don't really, like... You wear clothes, but it functions as armor for mm. the sake of the rules um, to make you a little bit more durable in combat and furthermore give Elsie an extra two points 
to put in her stats because she would have had that had she been a single class because we've decided to diversify she as a rogue warlock. Yeah. You're not going to get those bonuses as often, which means that Elsie could either boost her dexterity or boost that charisma by an extra point. To be a better politician. Yeah. Because yes. um, then both of those are plus three and at, at three, it, like mm. things just kind of work out nicer because combined with your proficiency modifier, you get that nice easy five. Mm. It's good math. I will trust your math. Yeah. Maths. Plural. Maths. No, I'm being American. Australian. American. Uh, God damn it. I'm American. God damn it. I'm American. I'm from the deep south. God damn what? it. I bet you said Z. What was my new Z as child well? called? Marv. Not Z. Okay. I feel like definitely in the interim. I think I say Z. Mugwort has been helping Elsie's campaign and she's been teaching Marvin how to bake. Cool. Marvin Who? is... Uh, Who's Marvin? My kobold Mar- son. Marvin is the new kobold son. Damn so it. she saved one of the kobolds from Gwyneth at the end of the... Well, hugging the kobold was kind of the move that really... Uh, oh, then we all well. that, was, that was the first time Mugwort rolled like above a 15 on a roll to hug. <laughs> Can he be a paranoid android? Um, uh, no. Uh, oh. No, he's, he's going to be quite a lot more chipper. <laughs> um, and very cheeky. Yeah, I think kobolds have a proclivity to make things explode just naturally. So Cool. There's going to be a lot more kitchen fires than perhaps Mugwort is used to. Mm. But, you know, it's, 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 it's an innocent kind of pyromania, you know. I've had 40 kids. Yeah, you know? there's been some kitchen there's fires in the There's been some past. kitchen fires. Not um, all of them have been, like, you know, yeah. some of them have been my fault. <laughs> um, actually, as Elsie, like, what kind of district do you think Elsie's going to want to kind of run for? Because um, I reckon you should go for the East Bank. Yeah, the Warlocks, what's down there yeah. again? So, I mean, that's that's the east dock. It's outside of the city. I guess that's one option, mm. which makes sense because of the um, warlocks. But then it's also like, you, where do you feel at home? Yeah, which if you technically live middle. at Mugwort's house, then like, well, Mugwort's district is the Mugwort lower Mugwort south. Again? It's the lower south. Where was Elsie's tower? Probably like right on the border of the south side and the saddle. Yeah. But I think both of the Somewhere warlock houses are like kind of interested in getting themselves involved in the in the process as well. Have we met Elsie's warlock once? We haven't, and that's actually another thing I really want to try to open up a little bit more because we just kind of gave you the level of warlock and just <laughs> didn't like, do played with, with the spells. We didn't yeah, yeah. visit them. Um, well, maybe I'd do something around there then. We haven't given them stupid names yet. <laughs> well, we do have a guru secret, <laughs> thanks to episode final. Um, Was that me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, a guru secret. Who we might like, yeah, start you off is in, that a, his name? in a diet. It is now. <laughs> a guru secret. A guru secret. Um, How do I come up with his stuff? Well, yeah, he was just like, you're my mentor named Guru. Uh, boom. Simple. Yeah. Elegant. Yeah, maybe somewhere around there, somewhere. So I can get the warlocks on. Because I'll be very happy to back you up. And that's I really want to bring Archibald in this season. Archibald. You can now talk to Archibald at will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you have that I magic. Mean, well, she was. She's always been able to talk to Archibald. You mean Archibald can talk Archibald back can now? Archibald can talk back now, yeah. and yeah, you can comprehend each other. Because I can talk to animals, but it's very one-sided. <laughs> and we do have, if we kind of keep the pattern that I've been trying to set up, is leveling you up kind of two-thirds of the way through the adventure. So, like, having the adventure through the tilt gave you that level up and then do the final conflict with a few extra toys in your pockets. That means you guys pockets can sort of think about setting yourselves up narratively for the kind of features that you get when you go up a level for mitochondria as a paladin, you get access to those second order spells. So you're going to have some more powerful magic at your disposal. Uh, Mugwort. I don't know what the cook gets at level five. I think it's just some general upgrades for the same things, maybe another morsel, but staying on with Elsie, if she takes that third level of warlock, which again, a rotund reflection. (laughs) 
Is that what it says? Beautiful. Yeah. That's what it says. When a large or smaller creature within five feet of you hits you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to cause the creature to make a dexterity saving throw against your morsel save DC. On a failure, the speed is zero until the end of the turn and they are pushed ten feet away or wow. knocked prone. <laughs> your choice. Awesome. So basically when someone hits you, you can just barely bounce them out of the, out of the fight. Basically. Sick. But Elsie has no archetypes yet. She doesn't have that, like, character sort of speciality. If you take that third level in Warlock, then you get to make kind of make your pact with the lake entity a little more official. Um, you can move that, that Facebook status from its complicated <laughs> <to> <laughs> in a relationship. Um, and that means, like, actually having a bit more even of, like, a direct interaction in some plane or another mm. with that creature because it's something that warlocks kind of have baked into their uh like fluff text these are they kind of i beg your pardon fluff text background text like the flavor text not that um, kind of fluffing yeah wizards learn their magic uh, really from ancient anymore. secrets um really because well, everyone's shaved <laughs> anyway um, it is still a career, though, for people who walk along train tracks and pick hair out of it so it can catch on fire. Boom. I think I prefer the yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> Better for the around. back. Yeah. <laughs> um, get you, um, fuck, where the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, where's the sign those spells? Um, I literally just met a fart, guys. That's all. Took it somewhere else. Dude. Dude. Yeah. 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 Um, clerics I mean, and paladins have, have this absolutely uh, deific entity who they kind of worship but don't necessarily have like a one-on-one communication line with all the time warlocks it's like there is this power that's a little bit lower down the rung than a straight up god which means that you know they're a bit more they have a bit more of a personality they have a bit more of a, an agenda maybe and there's a deal like warlocks their magic is contractual hmm. right meaning that there's something that hmm. the patron gets out of their being yeah. them giving you magic as well nice way of putting it uh and it's something that's baked into the game text but unless it's like integral to the adventure it's very easy to ignore but it's something that would be kind of fun to open up a little bit more about um social combat here's one social combat social combat so my witty sayings exactly it's something Um, that we got to play with just the once in our home game elizabeth and i I before that campaign ended so much fun and i was basically it was like it was a dinner party with some super rich people and it was like the banter of that dinner party and how these kind of these folks play against each other as a full-on like initiative based round by round D fight because basically the sickest burns got the points yeah D is at the end of the day a game about fighting monsters but what those monsters look like and how do we fight them is part of the infinite what if how the do you real play D&D? monsters inside and while social interaction in D is like there's some rules for it but it's very plain because it's not really like you're expected to maybe negotiate with a merchant or talk to this guy on the side of the road in order to find the griffin in the castle and then you actually fight the griffin right with your sword and your shield and your hit points so we can use those same mechanics of attack rolls and hit points and armor class to represent two people having a battle of wits and use very much the same numbers exactly the same systems we don't need to change anything about it your kind of intelligence takes the place of your strength like if you've got logic and reasoning you can kind of bulldoze through your arguments your wisdom takes the place of your dexterity it's your flexibility of thought and your wits that you use to help defend yourself or to counterattack. and your charisma which is kind of like your your ego is essentially your hit points so having a high charisma doesn't actually make you more dangerous in combat but it makes you harder to take down 
by taking the place of constitution. That sounds fun. And then armor class, of course, can be based on social status because we've got three fields of armor, light armor, medium armor, and heavy armor, which can parallel into lower class, middle class, upper class. Does Elsie get extra because class? people like her now? Now, <laughs> that's the thing I was thinking. Elsie definitively counts as lower class because of her background. Mm. I was thinking there is a thing in D&D called unarmored defense. There are classes like the barbarian and the monk who specifically, because of what we want to envision them as, don't want to wear armor. So they have a special rule that allows them to define their armor class in a slightly different way so they're not just weak. And I was like, if you are a career adventurer and choose to sort of separate yourself from your social status, you could instead use your, say, proficiency modifier and wisdom to give yourself a base armor class instead of your social status. What is it? Because heavy armor denies you your dexterity. Like, how flexible you are doesn't actually matter. Whereas when you're at lower class, that wits is kind of all you have. And then in the middle, you get a little bit of both. Hmm. Um, Interessant. Yeah. Interessant. So if Elsie was at... Assuming like sort of leather armor, like the middle of the middle um, and just her wisdom should have, say, only an armor class, a social armor class of 12. But if she chose to lean on her adventuring career, then using your proficiency of two and your wisdom gives you a 13. So it's slightly better because of that. Whereas mitochondria, as an upper class person, chain mail, we've got to sort of figure out where in the rungs the heart fires are at right now. Reginald at his peak, you know, would have had that plate male 18 because he was essentially the most important person, mitochondria just under him. Now it's like she's the chief heart fire, but because of where heart fires are kind of standing in the social strata, are they on top anymore? Or are you like, maybe you're just a rung or two below. Um, now mugwort as a business owner, definitively middle-class fun thing there is you've actually got a higher wisdom than your what is it medium armor only lets you put two points of your dexterity towards your armor class because it's somewhat but not completely restrictive so if you had like a social scale armor you know you'd effectively have armor 15 but if you went for adventurers unarmored defense that the three would become a two and the two would become a three and it would stay at about 15 of course being matriarch to half the city helps yes <laughs> um, well that's where, authority. The, that's where that shield bonus comes in right so there's the, the equipment that you can wield a shield which gives you two extra points would that be like um, my mom voice uh, that would be kind of like almost an action in combat i was gonna say the shield is always circumstantial it's like somebody's there who's got your back or some circumstance something has just gone your way in a very in a very big way um so you get your social armor class which determines sort of how hard you are to get a mark on. And then when people take turns, you make your ability checks against each other, like you make a persuasion check to lay a sick burn down. Holy or, or of course, seek. an intimidation check. Um, I just invoke them others. Yeah. I just realised that I have to create an entirely new... Because I'm now not a, uh, I'm not a Loxodon anymore. I'm a, I'm a dragonborn again. Yeah. Mm. Your abilities don't change. It's just some of the features. Yeah. Your eyes, your nose, yeah. your yeah. legs. Yeah, we yeah got no trunk. And... You now have your breath weapon Can't back. Can I keep That's my all. trunk? It's just, you know, <laughs> an extra limb somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Technically, like, Dragonborn can kind of have a tail. It's just, it just doesn't do much. It just happens to have a little grasp. I hope it has a tiny little tail that's like a little pig's tail. A vestigial Aww, tail. Oh, yeah, vestigial You're tail. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, just long enough to hold the teddy bear. <laughs> Memories. Yeah, my, my fluffy unicorn. Uh, so the, the inciting incident for next adventure is going to be the big final debate before the election day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, literally kind of on the, on the eve tomorrow. So you guys will be kind of getting ready for that in that first episode. Um, so, well, who do you think are your allies and antagonists? 
so that I know, of course, who I want to flesh out as NPCs hmm. and kind of have an idea for. Um, well, I know that I need to have a meeting with at least the Red Guards over Smash Dabo. <laughs> yeah. I need to talk to my mother. Yeah, Red Guard and uh, mum um, big. I need to have a confrontation with my fucktired brother. Yeah, got to have a scene with Timmy in that yeah. dark room. There's a reckoning. For Elsie, at the very least, like her, her warlock mentor mm-hmm. is one of those I could think of. Um, I think you and I should both talk to Thick Boy together. Thick Boy is definitely someone about who funding to the Red Guard and supporting your platform because he's going to be going against depends. you otherwise. Mm. Mm. And it also depends if you're with me or not. Oh, of course I'm with you. Your family. But before you said you didn't like me because I was a child and you weren't going to vote for a child. Just because I don't like you doesn't mean I don't love you. Hey. <laughs> I like you. It's just I wouldn't vote for a child. Um, there is a difference yeah. between the two. <laughs> Never confirmed she's a child. <laughs> I think there were, I had in my head only at least like the first meetings to sort of start the episode and it was definitely like mitochondria and probably mum to start with. Mm. Um, Elsie and guru like the warlock mentor just to actually give them some voice time and uh mugwort and primrose gar cotton (laughs) having tea at your place just just for that did i make that name Uh, (laughs) badly Uh, is that the sausage roll person i don't don't care for her But yeah, just I think it would be a Where did fucking... the gar come from? I was trying to give her a name and went, ah, <laughs> cotton. And then yeah. uh, Damo was like, that's her name that's now. now. You're done. Yeah. Oh, that sounds if good. You're, if you're going to name my fucking villain Timothy, as we said in the other episode, it's the perfect name it's for him. Name. <laughs> um, and gar cotton is a great gar name cotton. for Primer. It's not like all evil people are um, like. They don't need names like Vasilio von Trapp or anything like that. Um, Although that's got to be a name now. <laughs> But it's not like they're born with an evil season. name. It's not mm. like a parent's like, I want my I'm child to be this evil. Person, Maleficent. Evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad could ever happen. I love that name. Maleficent. Good one. Such a good name. Hell yeah. Um, spending cash, upgrading characters. Elsie and Mugwot, plus one point of armor class. Elsie, plus two to charisma. <laughs> Mitochondria, hanging strong. Weirdly, like you could wear your father's armor, bum, bum, but it would lower your armor class. Strong. Um, no. But it would make you more stealthy, weirdly. Um, because it, breastplate armor, like Reginald's always uh, wore kind of his ceremonial breastplates, not as strong as an armor, mm. but because it's very well fitted uh, and doesn't clank around so much, you don't have the stealth disadvantage that your chainmail gives you. Right. So that's, you know, you have that armor kind of in the armory that you don't have to spend money on. Of course I'd be um, using it. Yeah. So you could, it means downgrading the armor class, but giving you some more flexibility in that way. Mm. Whereas I think even like the one point up in the splint mail is like a couple of hundred gold, which... Is like just on the edge of all you've got to spend. Um, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. I want to use some of my money to buy new supplies and I want to get some new clothes for Marvin. <laughs> oh, one thing we can do actually is we can roll for Mugwort's business. So yeah. remember, every downtime, uh, there is a D percentiles roll, which you get to add your level and the number of days you spent like actively supporting your business kind of in that time frame. Uh, and that's going to generate. Whether or not you're profitable, and if so, by how much? Roll, roll, roll for the business. Oh, roll, roll, so it's a, it's the, the two business. d10s with the you get the ten side and the and the single side. Do the rolling. The only ones that aren't platonic solids. You're not a platonic. Yeah. They're, they're romantic. Face. They're not platonic. Drum roll. A seventeen and a zero. 
70. Oh, cool. So even 70, nice. I think that puts 70, you... 70, 70. 70. Yeah, yeah. Zero. Um, with, I'm going to say, if you want to be like actively helping Elsie campaign, that's going to cut a little bit into the business probably model. probably spend about half at the... Off, yeah. Half helping Elsie, half at the, um, at the nice. shop. Um, I think that means you get then like say 14 out of 28 days attentive to business and your level is four right now, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So that brings that up to honestly, 88. Stand by for page flip. <laughs> At some point here, yeah. I wrote that I have one magic potion and no further <laughs> details. I believe it's a healing potion. I think that's the only one. Oh, like, we got mm-hmm. it. We picked it up somewhere when we got so, went oh, to yeah. Timothy's yep. place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I picked up a random magic potion. Did we end up using that? So there was a potion no. of healing, which you did use. There was a potion of giant strength in there, I think, that, that you was used. didn't use. No, that was used. Giant strength was used. Now, the potion, you didn't actually need to use the potion at the end of the day. You were able to get the jar open with morsels. Oh. It was discussed, but not used. Oh, okay. So there is a potion of giant strength in the party inventory. I keep getting um, that potion. It's, it's a fairly common one. Being able to boost your strength up to 20 is pretty solid. I just used uh, Jorgen jars. Pitch. Oh, we um, already got twenty strength. So, if we could actually, at a certain point, like Mugwort wants to swing her frying pan, <laughs> that would actually make her quite <laughs> frightening all of a sudden. Uh, and it does last for an hour, I believe. Those ones, it goes on, so you can really super Karen. You know, yeah, get a get a moment out with it. <laughs> Look at the face! No, Damn! No. Mugwort is not a Karen. She is in my head. No, <laughs> she's definitely Karen's, a Karen in my head. Karen's punch down. Mugwort punches up. Boom. Okay, that's the difference. <laughs> also, um, Karen's just a name, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new story now, baby. Things yeah. evolve. Karen is a thing. <sighs> but what if you just called Karen? That's just really unfortunate. Yeah, Can you unfortunate imagine for the people who calling a kid Karen, Karen now? Well, not now, but not now because they Karen's still live. Thing. Yeah, we have to eradicate. To be fair, Karen's. I know some no. Karens who are lovely. So <laughs> they have to be. They've got a, 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 a hard eye on them now. Hard. I feel like yeah, it's a new true. minority of Karens. Poor people. <laughs> I feel for them. Imagine if it was like Ashley's. Maybe Ashley has like a terrible stereotype. And I just don't know about it. But like, oh, it's Ashley's. You know, <laughs> Tiffany is actually a medieval name. Tiffany. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Tiffany's. Yeah, well, it's short Kaya. for some. It's, it's short for something longer, but you can't put it in. Uh, no, <laughs> you can't put it in like um, medieval books and things because people think it's a nineties name. Yeah, right. of course. Mm. So interesting. I wouldn't have placed a Tiffany in medieval anywhere. Yeah, doesn't sound right to me. Maybe they say Tiffany. Ah, it's Tiffany. She has typhus. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. Typhus. I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I have the number, but I can't find the fucking... I have to go inside and get my DMG to actually figure out what it means. But it's a good number, and it means the mugwort profited a little bit more, uh, even working on Elsie's behalf. Yay for gold coins. Sick. There's definitely something else in my brain, but now it's gone because I was too busy looking up fucking rules. About I just want to dress Gosh. up in like a little gentleman. Agenda. Meeting. <gasps> a tiny little like shirt that's got I like, like a, a little, little drawn like... on tie on it. Um, no. You need more practice running meetings, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> This is how I'm dressing Marvin, by the way. Oh, oh, my, oh god. my god. Oh my god. Is that a tail That's such adorable. I'm dressing him oh, like a little gentleman. Yes. And he loves uh, it. That was beautiful. Definitely has to wear shorts. He's got nicer clothes than I do. How old is Gar Cotton? <laughs> I, I imagine she'd be just as outraged being asked that question as you are. <laughs> <laughs> so a comparable age to Mugwort. Yes. I'm going to come just, and just say quite collegiate. that the, one of the reasons why I don't, I, I, we, uh, we used to date 
and we had a bad <laughs> breakup. Love it. A bad breakup. Yes. Oh, I love it. Some of this college love day some shit. chemistry. Date primers. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. You know what would be Charming. really useful? Mm. If we could have like a little paragraph of these characters just as the descriptions as a memory trigger. For the, for the NPCs? Yeah. Mm. Just the I ones think... that we interact with a lot. Yeah. Because they're I... just... Because I don't have a face to plug to it mm. or anything. It's really hard to sort of cement down who is who. Is who. And I feel like having it would be helpful as well because we have whole conversations with like NPCs, and then and we're then like, forget they exist. We did that to you again. Where's Peter Piper in the mix? What's he been doing? Oh, I think I decided Peter Piper is going to randomly like become the high priest of the Blue Church. Okay, oh. just out of nowhere, because Gwyneth was kind of masquerading as the high priest of like of the ter- Church of the Tempest. Mm. Um, mm. So the the Blue and the Red Churches are both kind of lost their, did he rebuild their his major house? clerics. Yeah. Um, Maybe he lives at church now. It's probably like, there's some there's some clerics quarters in, so what's in the happening cathedral. With the red church, damn. Um, that's also like a huge thing, right? Yeah, and it's something that mitochondria kind of again, actually gives a shit about uh, by by sort of family raising. She's kind of drawn to the magenta, but now of course being in the red guard, who are very primarily associated with this faith of which one was the malice. blender from? The blender was made by gnomish artificers, who also, by the way, made the tools that. You guys ended up using, but didn't we get it as a gift people, from the so church? Bits and bobs, yeah, yeah. So bits and bobs were actually like making the the blenders for the Unified Church of yes, Light, which is a whole thing as well. Because you enjoyed that cult and you the got cult. a free blender. Mm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the blender, but I feel like it's a little hard on your th- on your. Uh, I do what a I have lot to of voice to entertain the yeah. masses. Yeah. You, we all make sacrifices. That was like the, the funnest time I've had for a very long time. Mm. Because as much as we want to, like, you want to delve into the politics, the religion's going to come a lot into this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. D&D well, politics and religion? D&D. <laughs> there is no separation of church no. and state in D&D worlds because the gods can actually, like, smite people if they yeah. don't like them. Smite me, almighty smiter! Um, cool. There was there was an unearthed no arcana, like the uh, playtest material that was released just recently, which slightly adapted the rules for Dragonborn. Um, it made the breath weapon slightly different. I think just a little bit stronger because previously the breath weapon has actually been kind of weak compared to just normal attacks. Mm. Um, and also for metallic dragonborn, which sort of hinted in our episode zero yeah. that we kind of did away with the idea of there being metallic dragons in Cerulea, just the different colors. But because of mitochondria's recent re-transformation, I'd be very interested in using it. gives you an alternate breath weapon, which is like a cone of knockout gas. Oh, cool, because I was going to talk about that. And like, okay, so she's now turned back into a dragonborn, yeah, but not the dragonborn which we knew before. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that same line of acid. Perhaps it's something else going on. Yeah, cool. Um, so Farts. That, yeah, basically. I don't want a breath uh, But it's like it's a nice smelly breath fart. 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 No, no, she's just going to get paranoid about a breath and just bring Tic Tacs everywhere she goes. And yeah. <laughs> um... Man, every time I try to make her a step on the improvement scale, she gets something like fart breath and it just keeps going downhill. <laughs> I made it fart breath. Uh, you don't have to make it fart breath. breath. I just think you have to commit funny. to that. I mean, yeah. it's just the fucking locks no, it on it works, its own. It's so funny. It works because she'll hate it. <laughs> cool. cool. Sweet. So, Sounds all right, good. well, that's that's session zero. I think we're pretty ready to Whew. get pumped uh, and start recording this bad boy. Is is my new kobold son as tall as he's going to get? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mar- so Marvin is he, he's your kobold son, but he's a fully grown kobold man. <laughs> he's, also, he's also my son. He's so cute. Yeah. I just want to make it very clear that the clothes I am buying for my new son, he he's into it. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it. He's very, very, very happy with his new home. Oh, 
Okay, so it's a week later, uh, and we're completely overhauling the councils. Everything you've just heard over the last hour, uh, <laughs> ignore it. Change it all. Um, at the end of the day, I figured as it's set nine districts, each with their own independent races, like a system that makes sense and is going to make for terrible radio. Um, so we're going to subtract the number of seats and make it a portfolio-based thing. So each councillor will have a kind of a thing that they're responsible for. Mm. I have a few ideas. So the main question is whether we go for three or five seats kind of in the running. Obviously, three is going to be super tight. Five. Five kind of makes, gives us a little more wiggle room. It's still enough to keep in your head. You know, like we need something that we need to all be able to actually kind of to you, maintain. But yeah, mostly. I could write them down on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. And that means we kind of just want uh, a responsibility for each seat. Uh, the three that I've got nailed down would be like Minister of Coin. See, someone needs to be kind of in charge like of the taxes and finance. Minister at Arms. So whoever's responsible for the policing and defence, mm-hmm. which would have been like Reginald's previous portfolio. Mm-hmm. And Minister of Revels, which would have been Thick Boy's previous portfolio. What's- What's Rebels is like parties and festivals and Stuff, entertainment, entertainment and arts and yeah. stuff. Okay. Uh, which kind of leaves two open. My one one big question I have, and y'all can, hey, vote in because there's three of you, uh, is whether <laughs> we have just five separate and equal seats or whether we keep one for like a high chair, right? So the council chair who maybe has a particular portfolio or is How many responsible. How seats Five. Five. So it's either we have one more specific thing and the high seat or two more specific things and it's a bit more equal. I feel like it needs to be unequal so mm. we can equal it in the story. <laughs> so have the high chair? Yeah. As a sixth one or as, as one As the fifth one. You as still want an one. odd number. Does the high chair do anything else? Or they're just um, the chair. I guess their their main idea is they can have is another portfolio, right? Yeah, I mean, they control speaking, the agenda. They did mostly eat like a lot of stewed peas and pudding, and <laughs> that was a baby joke. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was um, working today, and I just was like. Elsie for the high chair is such a great slogan for it. <laughs> do they have a uh, do they have a like a social security system in this duopolis? What's it like? Is um, there welfare? Considering Elsie, I doubt it. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. But maybe Elsie wants to there fix that. There should absolutely that. have been publicly funded orphanages, but evidently there aren't, so. Or Elsie yeah. broke out of it. Uh yeah, yeah. There, there was, was an idea so in my mind bad. of doing like a um sort of Annie style thing with Elsie's the backstory. Sun will come out. Not what? It's a multi-planet <laughs> sky. No we have oh. no sun. Um, so we got coin, arms. I think we should have a health one. Revels. Well, that could be in the whole social health. Do we have health? Thing. Do we have public works? Do we have faith? Like which? Uh, I think the churches kind of maintain their own. I think health. Yeah. They don't need their own thing. I think a health slash social services, even mm. if there aren't any really any social services currently. Yeah. Is like what transportation think, and sanitation. I don't, well. I don't know how like bureaucratic you want to have this, but I think it would make sense if we had like an overarching health department and then like a really tiny like social got, works commissioner, but they get no funding. Here's so the thing as well, you've good. got, especially in a magical world where churches and clerics specifically as the people who are, like are in the church actually have healing magic. Like your public health is kind of always going to be overshadowed by the faiths in any given environment mm. um but certainly like a public works would allow sort of yeah public works public transportation works sanitation all in all one sort of nice thing. big uh name i mean there must be a sanitation department or something yeah. because then we have sewers. sewers yeah and there would Engineers. still be and there would still be departments and organizations and guilds and stuff it's just a question of the actual like government that gets together at the meetings and does the things and gets to make the calls 
Cool. And those districts that we talked about still exist. They're still jurisdictions and I mean, I, you can I, push for wider If you were going to start asking us to rule the world, I would have brought my book. I've got some, I've got a list. Hey. <laughs> well, this is, this is about getting to the point where you can rule the world. So we don't yes. need that just yet. Yeah. You've got to get the chair before you can You've got to do the fun stuff people. before we do the administration. Yeah. Cool. So that kind of leads us back around to choices about what your characters are going to do in regards to their own races. Um, one idea I had in terms of like the game of it is that anybody can run for any one of the four portfolio seats, and then they can also run for the high chair if they want. Anybody who wins the high chair, assuming that they also won the seat that they were otherwise running for, gets to choose, gets to elect their own person into that chair. So Thick Boy, to put the front runner, runs for his previous seat of Rebels and reruns for the high chair and then wins the high chair again and still wins the rebel vote, he can pick whoever the fuck he wants to sit in that chair. Which chair? The one that he couldn't step into because so he got the highest seat. So you can yeah. sort of run twice. So mainly, where's Elsie aiming herself? I think the warlocks being jesters, your sort of like warlock crew fit more into that area, but you might find public works to be the revelry more one. your thing. Um, and does mitochondria want to compete with Allura for the Minister of Arms? As well, and no, no step into the running. Just going to stick with the red guard. Can I? Can I just ask a question? Because you were talking about our decisions based on our individual races in the game. Yeah. My character canonically has forty children. Have we ever done the math of <laughs> how many the percentage of the dwarves in this town are my direct or indirect descendants? Negligible. There's still like hundreds of thousands of people in Duopolis. Okay, good. Yeah, enough dwarves that 40 is like... Not that not, no, not but yet I mean 1%. like some of my kids are like full-grown adults. Yeah. Do you have grandkids? Presumably. It hasn't come up so far, but presumably. <laughs> you so may like, or may not. <laughs> Roll for grandkids. <laughs> I will at some point. But like I'm just wondering if at any point I would be... This is a bit metagaming, but at any point I'd be able to try and swing the vote just based on my family alone. You definitely... Why we weren't like roll or do math about it right now whatever Elsie chooses to run for she is a front runner like enough has been established in your previous achievements and what you've got going for you guys that that is guaranteed to be the case it's just a matter of you know running the adventure and doing the social combats and just kind of seeing where the where the points fall are we operating with Cerulea as it being as the governmental system being inherently corrupt um i mean yeah corruption Will out, I guess. All right, because my but my thing is, not canonically, we don't know Elsie's age. Yeah. So when you, because you said anyone can run to be for for any of those positions, it might be an interesting thing to explore as to whether or not anyone comes up and goes, well, you're not actually qualified mm. because you're not the right age. Like you know how in the US you can only run to be president if you're at the age of like thirty five or something. Um, it is a fun one. Like all, all the different species have different like aging rates. So whether or not yeah. any individual counts as a minor is like a whole, a whole thing. Has Elsie like, because you've listened to all the episodes, yeah. have I, have we indicated how old she is? No, we've specifically refused to specify yeah, yeah. how old. It's impolite to ask a lady um, her age. Yeah. You probably said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly like the original pitch was angling more towards her being an actual minor, but only just, but you know. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've been running with it for a bit and she certainly could be of an age. Um, I want to say, just to be fun, like anybody over the age of 12 has a vote, cool. just in case, because like 
younger races, especially orcs, mature much faster than just about everybody else. Um, and while elves take a, a while to get there, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a number. It is a multiple of six. It works. It's the beauty, beauty of making up a game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot more bureaucracy in season three than what I was expecting. Yeah, let's move on to some fun. Wait for it. <laughs> um, this whole time you've been pan- you've been uh, promising fun and fantasy. Yeah, and it was just a ruse for bureaucracy. Not nah, <laughs> nah, waiting. Last thing, since it's been a week, I've had a chance to actually look at the DMG and figure out how much money Mugwort's going to have. So Ooh. the number you got allows you to roll 2d8, multiply it by five, and have that many extra gold pieces in addition to running costs. So 2d8 multiplied by five? Yes, and that's pure profit. Yeah, nine yeah. by five. So 45 extra. Yeah. For your campaigning, I want to say a thing you can spend your treasure on is 50 gold pieces. You can gain like a campaign inspiration just to sort of backfill all of the work you've done building your rep and just sort of being ready to be a front runner here. Um, you can spend up 50 gold and gain like a free reroll on anything that comes up in the sort of campaigning part portion of the adventure. Do I have to spend that now or can I spend it later? I think we could jump in and justify it retrospectively. But it'd be good to put that chunk down and write down how many inspirations you've got to spend over the course of yeah, well, the I season. Yeah, I have 483 gold pieces. Oh, my God, it's getting rich. Uh, and of course, yeah, you can spend as much of that on Elsie's running as yeah. you want. I, the, I reckon that the, the bulk of my money will be spent on Elsie's campaign and uh, cl- new clothes from Marvin. Yeah, sweet. Um, which chair is Elsie gunning for the high one the high chair yeah i think sure so. the high chair but you yeah. can you can kind of like run for a backup as um, well what else should she run for what are they again so it's me. Uh, master of coin mm-hmm. master at arms master of revels and the master of public works oh what would elsie want to do well she's all about like you know i think public works makes the most sense trying to make the city better mm. for everyone that will, that will yeah. put you directly up against the east bank warlocks Oh, my patrons. No, no, you're, you're like opposites. Oh. Sorry, oh, that, West Bank Warlocks. Is that Sorry. Hermia in there? Hermia is running for public works as well. So what, mm. what's covered in public works? Um, like Transport, engineering, sanitation, and like, yeah, public, public health libraries. and well-being. Public libraries. Yeah, that's probably the closest. It's not like quite exactly what I think Elsie would do, but I it's probably closest. I don't think there's necessarily an office for... run for the high chair and just kind of go all for nothing. I think... Ashley would run for both. I think Elsie would gun it for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't feel like Elsie makes it a bit easier. Elsie doesn't make the safe choice. Elsie makes the bold choice. Good call. Good call. Let's do it. Let's just do high chair. Nice. Um, bold decisions for a bold future. Love it. Oh, I love it. Oh fuck it. You know what? Oh, our friend Peter Piper is going to gun for Minister of Revels because he loves to party. Yeah, he sure does. He'd be on my side. Yes, yes. I wonder who's going to run. But do we, other people running so, it? We'll find uh, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm There's a couple of other uh, important NPCs that we know. Hernia of the West Bank Warlocks for Public Works. Thick Boy is, of course, Hernia's trying to keep for health. his thing. There is yeah. health. Yeah. Oh, Public <laughs> Works kind of. Public health is in the Public Works. <laughs> Peter Piper's going for Rebels. Uh, of course, Elora Sunfang going for Arms. And somebody who we'll meet, who's a new character, is going for Coins. <gasps> but your, ma- your great uncle, the dragonborn Ozymandias... Azura. Yeah. Ozymandias. Um, I'll call Aussie him for short. <laughs> oh, thank you. I need it here. Yeah. Is, is he working to attack the um, the city with a giant squid? Uh, you'll find out soon. Okay. <laughs> he old as fuck. <laughs> cool. Uh, 
Thank nice. you for listening to Surreally After Dark. After Dark. That means you're a Patreon supporter, which means we love you 10,000 times more than those random people who just listen to us in their spare time. Bastards. Bah! Humbug on Bastards. them. You are the special one. Special uh, Singular. I like that. Well, the one that they aren't listening to this episode in a group. Can we use that as a special Patreon? We can congregate now. They know. Can we do that as a special Patreon benefit? A special message from the blenders? <laughs> oh, from the blenders? We're going to have ad breaks. Say messages from can the blenders. No, can we do, Ooh, seriously, can we do like ad fun. breaks that are the propaganda ads for your campaign? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so we yes. have a lunch break, we have an ad. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Elsie, savior of the city. <laughs> Hi, Fuck I'm yeah. Elfie. <laughs> I'm studying for my voice. <laughs> That's close. Fuck yeah. Get cool. back into the Scottish. Beautiful. Hi. Well, I'm Damien Ashcroft. Thank you, oh. Ashley Bletchenden. Thank you. Thank you, Carolina Furman. Thank Thanks. her. Thank you, Elizabeth Savage. Thank you, baby. And oh, we hope you enjoy season three as much as we're going to enjoy making it. It's going to be so nice to come again. Get into it. <laughs>